Each week in our friend or foe segment, we look at who's been a friend to SMEs and who has not. This week it looks like a close tie between Mother Nature and the government. Australia has been hit hard in the last year with natural disasters, ranging from the drought, which has been ongoing for the last three years, fires, floods, and now the coronavirus. We know that this combination has government and the financial markets worried, and clearly something needs to be done, but what? SMEs, their families, their communities, they've all been devastated by parallel and simultaneous natural disasters that could see the extinction of many including and especially our regional SMEs. Joining me today for our friend or foe segment is Kerry Chikorovsky, Director and Founder of Chikorovsky & Associates and former leader of the New South Wales Liberal Party. Thanks for joining us, Kerry. Pleasure. This is a hard subject. Um, friend or foe has been set up specifically to discuss who's getting it right and who's getting it wrong. And to all the SME community, or most of it, it looks like government's really dropped the ball. Well, I think the foe in this circumstances is really the four things you mentioned. The combination of drought, fire, flood, and now coronavirus. There, that's a combination that no one would have anticipated. So I think that's what's really hitting the small business community. The response from government, I think, has been pretty good. I don't think it's been outstanding, but I think it's been pretty good. And I think the government is focused on trying to get the help to the people in the regions in particular who need it most. I mean, for example, in relation to the coronavirus, they're looking at what they can do for tourism, far north Queensland, regional New South Wales, regional Victoria, to try and support those businesses through what is clearly a very, very severe impact. But what we've got on the one hand is the impact that has happened. Mm -hmm. Whether you're talking about droughts or fire or flood or now the coronavirus, there's an impact that has happened. Government is notoriously slow for reacting and they can no longer afford to do that. In particular, if we take the most recent, which is the coronavirus and how it's been hit in the tourist areas, it's not gonna take long for those businesses to feel the impact immediately of that massive, almost guillotine-type strike that's affected them with business just stopping, it's just dried up. Which is why you'll see, or you've been seeing from all the states, for example, the campaigns holiday at home, encouraging Australians to stay in the country and take their normal annual holidays somewhere that they haven't been at home before. Probably not a hard ask at the moment because a lot of people don't want to take their That's normal right. holidays it, to Asia. To Asia, so you know, they will stay home. Do you think this will bring us closer together in terms of... of taking away the, the bureaucratic appearance of government and really seeing them as, as being in a leadership role. I, I don't think so. I don't feel like that. But you might be the advocate on the other way. <laughs> well, I actually think governments have have shown quite strong leadership across the board with all the, um, the dramas we've had. I know that there are people who, for example, in drought-affected areas who feel the government should have put more money in, and I absolutely agree. Decades we ago. Well, and I agree we'll that... Let's highlight know, that again, decades yeah, ago. And look, I agree. I mean, I've had a conversation with you previously about the fact that we should have had dams starting to be built in the late 90s, but because of the political situation at the time, we couldn't get it done. I would suggest now that those discussions, which are also taking place again, they will come to fruition and we'll start to see at least not doubt, we can't drought proof, but we can actually make sure that we have a better ability to cope with drought if we put some dams in. But I also think, for example, in relation to things like the fire and the flood, getting infrastructure paid for by government, built by local, uh, in local communities, by local tradies, yep. that will start to help It'll those It'll keep economies. the money in the local economy. Absolutely. And, and they need that, but they need a lot of common sense. Yep. Um, that seems to be sorely lacking, but that's traditionally correct in government. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's usually the view of bureaucrats it, it, and yes, politicians, it, yes. It is, but what we've got now is, is 
the word resilience being thrown around a mm -hmm. lot and do we have a resilience strategy and that's been a, a big word in corporate it has been talked about at local levels mm. it's now being talked about at state and federal levels but is resilience just a new keyword or do you think they'll pull their finger out in government and actually have a resilience strategy that will save the country as opposed to taking two or three years to decide what it is. I think one of the, again, more interesting responses to these dramas has been the fact that state, local and federal governments have been working together. Now, does that mean that they'll have a formalised resilience strategy in the future? I'm not sure. But what it does mean is that they're all understanding now that the only way that you overcome the terrible circumstances that a lot of your SMEs are finding themselves yep. in and those communities That's right. are finding themselves in is to work together. And I'm, I'm encouraged by the, um, the interaction of those three levels of government. I'm still getting uh, feedback every day of what people are enduring during mm -hmm. this, this terrible time that's been hit. And there are people who are suffering with mental health because they've been physically and emotionally devastated, mm -hmm. and yet they're still expected to fill out you know, 35 or 40 pages of an application to get some financial relief. Seriously, when is government going to realise that their number one factor can't be who's going to rot the system. It has to be who do they need to help for the system. Someone is always going to rot every single system. But you can't expect people who've lost everything to fill out 40 or 50 pages of an application. Well, I'd like to you, you to give me those examples to take to the Prime Minister because I know personally that the Prime Minister has said he wants to get money into those communities as quickly as possible. Uh, my understanding is that he told his fellow Cabinet members exactly that. So if that's happening, then I well, think it needs we've to We've gone be, online to, well, and we've downloaded those applications. Well, can you actually send them to me and I'll make sure they get to the Prime Absolutely. Minister's office? And, and but this I is what think, friend or foe is all about. Yeah, and I, but I do think we need to be conscious of the fact that there does need to be a process We've seen on previous occasions where governments have provided stimulus to the economy and, dare I mention the word, pink bats. Yep, and they got it really wrong. They got it wrong. So we, we have to make sure that we get it right, that the people who are needing the assistance are getting it, but complicating it too much to make it you know, too hard for them to get that assistance, that's not what the Prime so we've Minister got, wants. we've got two extremes. We've got a pink bat scenario that happened a long time ago that was rolled out irresponsibly yep. and to a devastating effect in itself. And now we've got government bureaucracy that's worried about getting it right yep. to the point where they're, all a bit they're getting it wrong. But do you think SMEs have suddenly become less robust and not able to withstand bad times? Or do you think it's just extraordinary times? I think it's an extraordinary combination of events. And I do think that particularly in the regions who rely on you know, tourism traffic, who rely on you know, exporting their product, or their produce. They can't export because they're not producing enough. They can't get people into their towns. You know, the, the guy who has the best bakery, you know, sells the best pies yep. in Australia, no one's going to visit him because no. of all the terrible things we've seen. And you know, the, the combination of the fires on television overseas, and they were front page on every they, newspaper and they were. lead and items on every TV. Discourage people coming. And now we've got the coronavirus. Because so everybody there is... overseas thought the entire Australia Oh yeah, absolutely. I was overseas. And people said, oh, were you safe? I said, I live on the 20th floor in the middle of the city. I think I was okay. But I mean, there is all that, all that combined. And I don't think it means that they're less resilient. They're just having a lot more to cope with. All right. So you're telling us that government is getting it right and they're trying hard to do it better. I'm telling you that governments are listening and are trying to do the best they can, but they do have some constraints. And those constraints are that they have to get it to the right people in the right way. Well, we know these communities have been devastated and very badly affected, quite traumatically. 
and we know that if you are feeling overwhelmed or stressed and you need to speak with someone, please know that there is help. You can go to lifeline.org.au or you can call 131114. Thank you very much for joining us, Kerry. I hope we get you back on friend or foe so we can find out exactly who is friend or foe. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Thanks.